This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 118 of the Healthy Critters Radio on the Horse Radio Network. Healthy Critters Radio is brought to you by Biostar US. Find them online at biostarus.com. On today's show, we talk with Tawana Weikert from Harvest Clean Soaps and Shampoos. In Padapedia, we learn how to introduce dogs to infants and small children. In Critter Nutrition, we review which equine calmer to use when. And in Coffee Clatch, we ask, if your dog or cat could read a magazine, periodical, or graphic novel, which ones would he or she read? Listen in. <laughs> I'm Tigger. I'm Patty. And this is Coach Jen, producer of this year's circus. And thanks for tuning in to Healthy Critters Radio. Ladies, it sound it uh, looks Start from my <laughs> from my notes here <laughs> that we are about to discuss footwear. <laughs> yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. The ever importance of of slippers. Of slippers? Become, yeah. A, yeah, I've become a slipper maven. In the ah. um continuing search for the ultimate slipper because I can't wear flip-flops and I like to have something that's really soft and comfy on my feet. So, so I am a confessed slipper, um, obsessor. And I just found a pair of slippers that have Tempur-Pedic in them on Zappos and I put my foot in those, and, and they have a really thick sole. So these would be get a dog in or something. I, I, I put my feet in them, and it was just like I was walking on a cloud. Okay. This, this begs the question. I'm going to ask Patty first, and then I'm going to pass, ask Tigger. Patty, is it okay yes. to wear your slippers in the barn to do morning feeding? I'm going to say a firm yes. Yes. Okay, yeah. Tigger? Absolutely. Is it yes? Okay. Here's the next question. Yeah. Is Tigger or Patty? Is it okay to wear your slippers to go bring the horses in really fast because a violent thunderstorm is about to hit any second? Yes. No, I didn't ask you yet, Tigger. I'm going to say yeah. <laughs> okay. One, I, I'm going to say yes if they're a if they're a shoe like slipper. Oh, now come on! You can't be putting caveats on oh, this stuff. Say, I did. Tigger? Well, that's a very interesting point because uh, my now retired Ugg slippers have done just that. They've done it in the rain. <laughs> they've done it in the mud. I wear through them. They're my sort of go outside and do whatever you need to do in my Ugg slippers. But then I have my nice, you know, in house slippers that are actually Alaskan. And now I have my new Tempur Pedic. And I'm just I've just gotten another pair of they're called Old Friend and they they're loaded with sheepskin and all these are mocks mm-hmm. I, I I prefer to slip in and out of stuff and it it's you know it's sheepskin sort of like an ugg but it it has a tie or a rawhide bow so that you can tighten it which the uggs didn't have See so, your your slippers 
are really on the cusp of shoe. Yes. They're a shoe. But, yes, or, they or are. a driving shoe. Like a driving shoe. But more more Which, soul than a driving shoe. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. So if you can wear your slippers to the barn to bring a horse in really quick, and you can do them to morning feeding, can you wear your slippers? I'm going to ask Patty first again. Are okay. you allowed to wear your slippers at the horse show in public? For me, no, I'm a trainer. But do I want to? <laughs> Hell heck, yeah. Yeah. Okay, Tigger, yeah, no, how about you? I don't you? think I should. If I made the mistake once in Wellington. I had my Uggs on, and I completely forgot that I had them on, and I went over to Global. <laughs> oh, my. Okay, that's funny. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think anybody looked out at my feet and said, oh, my God, she's wearing slippers. But I was, I really was. You, you see the 20-somethings running around in their Uggs in public all the time. Yeah, but those are Ugg boots. Aren't they oh, all the same? They were the, no, the, the Ugg slippers are like moccasins. Yeah. See, I'm, just, I'm, I'm not up to speed on my different sorts of Uggs. You, you just are going to yeah. have to go over to Zappos and I'm gonna have uh, to. check them out. I'm going to have to. Well, there you have it, folks. That is the the down and dirty on footwear of the slipper variety in an assortment of common equestrian scenarios. So that was something everybody needed to know. Mm-hmm. But safety were, safety first when your toes are a concern. Just wanted to say that. Yeah, thank oh, you, Patty. and one little side benefit is it's really easy to pick up dog shit with them. I mean, not on them, but... <laughs> You have to go out thank you it. for thank you for bringing it around to reality. <laughs> yeah, yeah. what it's really all about. That's what it's really all about. And speaking of reality, we're going to have a little reality check with Tawana Weikert of Harvest Clean, and we're going to get to chatting with her in just a sec. I'm thrilled to have on our show today Tawana Weikert from Harvest Clean, formerly Warhorse. For all of you who remember the fabulous Warhorse pet shampoo and horse shampoo and hand and and body soaps and cleaners. Warhorse has been retired and is now harvest. So welcome Tawana. Thank you, thank you, ladies. So glad to be here. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> so I guess the first burning question is what is different about harvest from Warhorse. Well, knowledge is cumulative, and I have learned a lot in the last 15 years since I experimented with plant-based biofuels and then making a cleaner from the leftover plant material and then making a dog shampoo for some local veterinarians. And first of all, I would like to say, because I get this burning question from a lot of people, is why did you close Warhorse? And so I feel like I need to just put that out there and say we, our business model was, I don't know how else to say it, maybe go big, go home. And we were, my partner and I, growing the business and every penny we made went back into it for promotions, travel, demos, samples for distributors. And one of the first customers that found us found me at an agriculture show in Charlotte, North Carolina, was Whole Foods. So the first opportunity was Whole Foods, which from some view is a big one, a big one. And to get your, especially skin products in, 
You really have to be very clean, turn over certificates of analysis, your formula, and really, which is great. I was happy to do, but there were free cases to go to all the stores, traveling. We exported to Canada. We needed bilingual labels, which was very expensive, getting approved by Canada Health. And so it seemed like I, for three, three, three and a half years, was in a car or on a plane doing demos, going to trade shows, training distributors, doing education, and running myself ragged. And not really sure why, except to go bigger. And so I don't know why I took that, adopted that business model, but I've never believed that bigger is better. So we both just decided it wasn't working. And initially, we both agreed that, you know, we just needed to put this horse out to pasture and primarily for the business model. And so we did. We just closed up house. I spent almost a year closing the business, closing accounts, looking at my best customers and where I was serving them the best and told everybody I was sorry, but we were no longer going to make Warhorse. So then I took a bit of a break. I had a lot of inventory to sell through. And jump in and ask me any questions if this is too lengthy for your question. <laughs> but <laughs> while I'm while I was closing things down and as usual doing a lot of research, there's a lot of changes and a lot of clinical studies from a dermatological approach. And also finding out that dogs in urban areas and dogs that stay in house, homes are developing the same allergies as the pet parents and the humans are, which is no shock. No. And continuing with all the products that are on, especially competition horses, you know, their skin issues again. So it became clear to me, plus what I already understood from many, many years ago is when you're washing a dog, your hands are washing the dog. When you're washing a horse, your hands are washing the horse. And if your job is to do that a lot, your hands are in a soap, a shampoo, or a detergent all the time. If you're mm -hmm. working on a farm and your job is to clean all the vehicles, or you're a fireman and you guys have a fire truck washing day, you know, those things are spotless. Your hands and skin and lungs and the ground are exposed. Yep. to cleaners all the time. And I went back to my roots and really growing up, I did a lot of cleaning. I worked in restaurants. I worked for the school maintenance department in the summer. I worked on a saddlebred and Arab farm, not too far from my house. So I was always cleaning and washing something. And lots of times my hands would itch and I would be scratching all the time. And, you know, we didn't really understand the chemicals we were putting on the animal skin. So I just felt like I needed to go back to the small cottage soap. I feel like really a cross between a barbecue and a beer brewery. That <laughs> <laughs> sounds crazy. But just the cooking, the ferment, you know, the the kettle, the temperatures, trying to work well, with all whole ingredients. And so harvest is really brand thinking new. And it's small, and it's going to stay that way. 
Now I can get into the ingredients of the changes, but I'll let you ask me some questions first. Okay. (laughs) Just briefly, can you tell our listeners about your the the kettle process? Because I found this really fascinating because you do this in house. Yes. When we went bigger, went home, we had large kettles, thousand gallon kettles. And so bringing it back to the Columbus Tryon area where I live, I wanted to be able to, before I brought anybody else in, do everything myself, either by muscle, fire, heat, and also the amounts. So I make it in a 55-gallon stainless steel kettle drum. And it allows me, 55 gallons is a lot, but in some ways it's not. But I'm able to use whole ingredients, and I try, if you look at the ingredient list, organic, unrefined, where a lot of the micronutrients are still left and haven't be, mm-hmm. been stripped out and preparing those oils for the food industry. You know, the beta carotene is still in there, the flavonoids and all that. So it goes in a kettle, and I try to, ke- like cooking, simmer it, and Perfect temperature. I mean, do you, do you have like a hundred eighty degrees? You have like a special stove for this. I actually, you, I'll post a picture on a a blog post before long, so everyone can see it. But I actually have an outdoor. My husband is a commercial builder, so it was easy for us to put this together. And I actually have an outdoor kiln. You could think of it that way. Wow! And I use my bobcat with times. I pick up my 500-pound drum once my ingredients are in it, and I use biofuel from the biofuel that we make to heat it. I was using wood, but it's really hard to control that temperature, and in rain yeah. or wintertime, that's tough to do. And so I stick it on there, flip my switch, the biofuel goes in, the burner lights up, and the 55-gallon stainless steel kettle begins to heat. And then I monitor the temperature, and it's like cooking. You baby it, you check the viscosity, the thickness of it, the temperature, and I've worked my formulas out, really fine-tuned them, and I've got a good bunch of suppliers, ingredient suppliers, farmers, and um, that's how I'm making it now. So once, it. once once you've, you've heated it and it cools, how do you then move it into bottles? Yeah. Bottles. Okay. Well... I have a, I I call it a gadget, but it's way too big to be called a gadget. It's a material handling machine. It all works on pulleys and turning like a steering wheel on it. But I can pick up a 55-gallon drum, cinch it in, raise it up, and actually pick a 55-gallon drum up and spin it 360. And not with a and screw in a dispensing nozzle, turn the lever, and I can feel straight from the drum so that cutting down on the amount of time the, the soap is touched and moved into different uh-huh. containers. Wow. Yes. And so, and it's, it's very primitive in some ways, but other ways. The cool thing is I can do it from beginning to end. I do have a bobcat, which is a, a pretty big piece of equipment. But that and my drum handler, I can handle everything by myself and not have to ask my husband or my sons or anyone else, which they do it. 
but I can do it from beginning to end with no help. That's amazing. Which I love. I I have to share with you that, as you know, I bought some of your hand and body recently. And it for everyone who loved the original War Horse hand and body, this is, is a very different container with a phenomenal pump. What I have discovered is I try to think of reasons to use it, excuses. So, <laughs> I mean, normally I would might just wipe my hand on my my jeans. <laughs> I rush to the sink so I can use <laughs> Harvest because my hands are so soft using that hand soap. They are not dry. They are not cracked. So I, I just have to tell you, I, I just love this stuff. I love it. Well, I'm I'm glad it's working and your hands are not dry and cracked because if that were the case, I would just sell my equipment and shut it down and move on. But, you know, that's the thing. That's my selling. It's like if I can get the human to try the hand soap, no sales pitch, use it. And about five minutes later, your hands will probably be singing to you quietly, yep. and you'll go, wow. And then you'll go, well, is this what my dog is getting? Is this what my horse is getting? Is this what my hands would feel like if I washed my horse trailer or my truck or my dog kennel or my bathroom? And the answer is yes. So Everything let's... can or – go ahead. Uh, I just want to say – that maybe quickly go over what products you offer. You have the hand and body. You yes. have a dog and a dog shampoo and a horse shampoo. And it always has the plus sign on it. So the plus means read the side label, human hound, horse friendly. So if you have a bottle of dog wash, you can use it on yourself as well. And then I have a leather cleaner, which is fantastic. Yeah, that stuff is great. Works great on leather. And then I make the same recipe just because I have some customers, especially who like it in larger sizes. They want one accounting transaction. They like an all-in-one approach with all the information on the label. So the Castile cleaning soap is the same as the dog and the horse and the hand and body, but it has more detailed cleaning tips and instructions. Because a horse farmer may want a gallons of it. They wash the dog, they wash the horse, they might take a a bath themselves in the horse stall, and they wash the trailer, the barn walls, and maybe the boat. One set of instructions, you get used to it, and you can clean anything, anywhere, anytime. The the skin and coat rinse, that's for horses and dogs. Yes. So what makes that? special I wish I knew (laughs) it's gonna sound crazy because no one is surprised about the benefits of organic apple cider vinegar right and all its many uses and so I kept getting requests maybe 10 or 15 over the last few years that said could you make a conditioner for my hair, for my horse, a, a, a detangler, or my my animal is experiencing hives. And I'm like, well, just use vinegar. These things, hives, itchy spots, make mm-hmm. your hair silky. We all know this. 
And the statement was, well, it's just not doing well enough. So I decided that I would take some of the ingredients that I already had in stock and see if I could improve the functionality of apple cider vinegar on hair, coat, skin. So I use a a guar gum, which is from a bean, and it adds conditioning, silky effect, and then the essential oils, I make two versions of it, lemongrass, lemon, and lavender. And then I recently added a rose geranium lemongrass since USES Federation has banned or prohibited lavender oil. Even though I don't use a lot of it, I would hate for my product to make a horse test positive before a competition. So I'll make a rose geranium version. And I have some local... Writers and vets who say this works way better than just plain apple cider vinegar. They, that's all I know. That's all I've got. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. I mean, I, I love how discoveries happen, you know, um, somewhat sometimes just by accident. But yeah, I'm, I, and I, I'm a huge fan of of war horse and now harvest products and i i really encourage our listeners to you know go to harvestclean.com try the hand soap is unbelievable if you've got dogs it's an incredible dog shampoo great horse shampoo and the cleaner i mean i clean everything with it everything and what i and besides how great it is for your hands and, and your animals coats it's so good for the environment. I mean, you know, when you clean your house and you add bleach and then you throw that water out, you are not doing your, your grass or the microbiome of the soil any favors. And that's the same with a lot of ingredients and shampoos and things. They, they're, they're environmentally stressful, I'll say. So I, I highly recommend Harvest and I'm thrilled you're back, Tawana, and I, I tell you, I give you a lot of credit to, you know, like a phoenix rising from the ashes, and to do this all single-handedly, I mean, you, you can't see me, but I am bowing in your presence, <laughs> because that that's that's quite a task, and congratulations. Well, thank you. I pride myself on being able to tried to walk the walk in terms of what I told my students. I said, in life, you need to be able to pivot. Horses are good at pivoting, and, you know, we humans need to be as well in keeping your options. And I am really proud of, I like the fact that I've gone gone using a lot of organic oils and virgin. Uh And uh, recently added the virgin flaxseed, which two things. Yeah, that was a good idea. oil is is grown in Pitts, Georgia, and it's unreal. It's cold pressed out of the shell, and put in a fifty-five gallon drum, and comes my way. And Oliver Farm is so great, and they sell culinary oils all over the country in five-star restaurants. Pumpkin, okra. He's Clay Oliver and his family is just revived their Centennial Farm, and it's doing fantastic. And then the flaxseed is grown by U.S. farmers, so I'm a big proponent and supporting. Yep. Farms who are trying to do the right thing and helping feeding us. Yes. So that's another motivation to keep moving forward. 
Well, thanks, Tawana. It's 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 a wonderful path you're on, and we at Healthy Critters 100% support you. So, thank you. You're welcome. Hello. Hetty. Hi, Hetty. Hello, friends. Hello. Patty and Pickle and Jennifer. Oh, you you sound like you're in a wonderful mood, Hetty. I'm in an extraordinary mood. Yes. <laughs> You've been taking you've been Good. taking some CBD. <laughs> no, rude head. <laughs> well, we have a, a a really good question for you today. Okay, I'm ready as always. If you could read a magazine, a periodical, a newspaper, what would you be reading? I can read. Hello. <laughs> so, so, I'm so sorry. I feel like you set yourself up for that. <laughs> yeah, that was a swing. You walked this, into though. that. Yeah, she walked into that. Sorry, Nita. Okay. Yeah, you want to know what I read on a daily yes. basis? Yes. I thought that that was probably where we were going with this once you had cleaned up your act. <laughs> Every morning, I begin my day with the New York Times. I like uh-huh. to read it cover to cover, you know, the whole thing, not cheating, so that I can take the news quiz on a Friday and get a perfect score. I did that last week, a perfect score. You know how hard it is to get a perfect score on the New York yes. Times news quiz? I did it again. So do you then, do the crosswords? I, I do, but it's very hard to remember all the words, and my servant will not write in the letters for me. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> she's a lazy cow. Oh, gotcha. Mm. So sometimes I get to do those, but not as often as I would like, because of course I am always striving to improve my knowledge of human endeavor. It's very. And then, when, of course, I'm extremely admirable. Then I move on from there, and I like to peruse the Washington Post. I confess, I cannot read the whole thing today. There was an op-ed that made me want to stab my eyes out, so I had to stop in the middle. That happens sometimes with the New York Times, too. (laughs) Op-eds, whatever. Then I like to move on. I like to, you know, glance at Chronicle of the Horse just to see if there's anything new in stupid horse show land. Okay. And check on our friends in Eventing Nation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I like to turn my attention to the Atlantic yes. and the New Yorker. Oh, wow. And Vanity Fair for the rest of the day. <laughs> wow. You, in the you evenings, are an extremely... I read fiction. <laughs> like, you know, training plans written by the loser. Wow, Hetty. Well, you, you certainly put the Aussie pack to shame. Mm. Yes, they're not good readers. <laughs> <laughs> not certainly of the New York Times or the Atlantic. No, um, I'm quite certain that they like to read comic books. Yeah, well, one of them does, that's for sure. <laughs> Wookie, I am speaking of you. No, 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 not Wookie. Yes, Wookie. She reads no. anime. I know it. No, no, she doesn't. <laughs> well, thanks, Hetty. Uh, you put us all to shame. 
Maybe this mm-hmm. winter you'll read to me from the New York Times and the Washington Post. Yes, I'll send snippets, you know, in my voice so that you'll remember them. <laughs> that, would, that would be great. Yeah, I'm helping. (laughs) And you have, are you going to the regionals? Well, apparently (coughs) some incredibly helpful individual known as Tiny Diva Man said that it was a good idea for the human to have something to squeeze like us. He refers to us as canine stress balls. And so apparently I have to go with my sister. And and when do you because when she's you, the canine stress ball? Isn't the isn't the regionals this week? Yes, thank you for bringing it up again. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping for a more show-free fall because the human cannot manage her own anxiety levels because she's a stress cadet. Apparently, she needs to clutch my sister, and so I have to go to a stupid horse show to enable this false sense of competence and then what will i do the whole time be bored and cold because it's going to be in the 30s oh, do you know how much i do not oh. like to be bored and cold yes i do me either yeah. so just to review who thinks we're gonna lose a lot me. <laughs> and and when do you leave for the show well, we are not going tomorrow. That's just insane. She can take the horses by her own self. And then uh, apparently we have to go Thursday in the afternoon because that's when she's apparently going to be publicly humiliating herself for the first time this week. Oh, God. Eddie. <laughs> you need to what? You need to give her confidence. You need to give her confidence and support. No, Tigger, enabling the week is not the way to go. <laughs> oh, if you're not good at things, you should give up. Maybe what I take... told her, just give up. Oh, well, give up. Thank you. Thank you very much for those inspiring words, Hedwig. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, if I'm... you're not good at stuff, give up. Thank you. We'll do that. <laughs> See ya. Have a good okay, weekend. the Pigapatopedia <laughs> section of our program, and I thought it would be a great idea to bring up in, uh, ways to introduce a newborn or even a, a child to dogs if they've never been around children before. Recently, I had my oldest daughter had our first grandchild, and she had two dogs, and it was something that, you know, she had questions about. And when I brought my kids home, these were just sort of things that I automatically did. But there's a lot of people out there that don't know, you know, how to go about this. So I did a little research and I'm going to add a little bit of my own information in on this just from what I did. But I think that the number one thing after speaking to my daughter and a few other people that were introducing newborns to a family is to take action before the baby comes. And anybody that has dogs know, you know, some dogs are going to be more excited. Some just really won't care if anything changes. But let's just say if you have a little bit more of an excitable dog, what take action before the baby comes means, you know, make sure that you have leadership skills with your dogs. I mean, dogs obviously are pack oriented and you're the head of the pack. And if you 
if your dog doesn't do basic commands like sit and stay, that's something you're going to want to work on because if you bring a baby in to a household, you need to know that the dog will understand those basic commands. Not that you have to go to a trainer to do those, but you can always go to a trainer to, to train your dog to do that, or you can go, um, actually the internet's such a great tool right now to learn some of these things. But you just want to give them basic commands, not that they have to be brilliant at it, but enough that they understand that you're the leader and the dogs respect those boundaries. And actually, you know, dogs actually like that. A a big question is, um, is the nursery or the baby's room off limits? I've done a lot of research on this, and it's interesting because some say no and some say yes. Personally, I always allowed my dogs in the nursery with the baby. But that may not be something that somebody wants to deal with. So again, this will be something you want to establish before the baby gets there because you don't want to try to have a new baby come home or a new a toddler come into the house or whatever and have to all of a sudden be training the dog. You want, it, you want the dog to be in their normal routine and dealing with their normal life when you introduce the small being. Another possibility that I had actually had the opportunity to do and, and unknowingly how important this is now is if you have friends or sisters or whoever that actually already have babies and let your dogs be introduced to the babies ahead of time. So they can, you know, they make different sounds, they make different, you know, smells. And if they have an opportunity to be around another baby, that's not yours actually out of your home in an open space or at your, you know, friends or sister's house or whatever, that's a great way to get the, the animal used to, you know, these, the, 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 having a smaller being. So, okay. So let's say you've gotten to the day where baby's coming home. One of the biggest things that you need to consider is that if mom and dad have been away from the house, the dogs are going to be super, super anxious and happy to see everybody come home. So it is really imperative that the energy level of the dog is down. So whether you go take a walk or throw the ball outside for a little bit, you want the dog's dog or dogs to be calm when you come into the house with the, the baby. And that's when you're going to start to really use your leadership skills because when they see, you know, mom, especially if she's been gone for a couple of days and now they have this little baby, it's going to be quite excitable. So you want to make sure that they're just as relaxed. And trust me, it can be so stressful on somebody who loves their animals to not have prepared for this because, you know, they're, they're, not understanding. I mean, they, you know, they understand the pack as the three of you. And now all of a sudden there's going to be another being. So you just want to make sure they've, you know, whether a friend or the dad can go home, take them for a walk before you bring baby home. It's just super, super good idea. Introduction. So this part of the introduction is going to be a little bit of what I've done in my life, always having tons of dogs. I, again, making sure that I had leadership skills and the dogs understood you know, how to sit and stay or, you know, stay back a little bit. I always wanted the, uh, my dogs to be able to sniff the babies and be part of the whole family. So when you introduce the child, I mean, obviously everybody has a car seat nowadays and you can set limits by, um, having the baby safely in a car seat, your spouse or whoever the dad can be holding the dog on a leash, um, just, you know, to be careful, always safety first. But most of the time, if you've done all the other stuff, the introduction itself will be inquisitive and they'll be somewhat excited, but you don't want to say no. You don't want to tell them no. You want to encourage them that they're being good, 
maybe have a treat that they like to, to bring their attention back on you and just keep the introduction very, very calm and reward them for really good behavior. But the number, number one thing is stay relaxed. And the biggest thing that I would suggest or tell people just in my own life and dealing with this with, you know, the introduction of my granddaughter to her to, uh, you know, puppy uh, brother and sister is that it's not going to happen overnight. This is a new, exciting thing that's come into their life. And you just have to stay calm and relaxed as best as you can. And all the preparation that you do ahead of time will really pay off, um, especially because there's going to be different noises and smells in the house. And it's amazing how with this little bit of preparation, how well you can blend, you know, children with dogs. And of course, at any point, if any of this ever seems over anybody's head or the dogs don't seem to be selling well, that's when you would want to um, consult a trainer and make sure that you always get professional help in that. But for the most part, I think this can happen really smoothly and easily. And there's a lot of information that you can get on the internet to make everybody one big happy family. And now our critter nutrition. And the topic is equine calmers, what to use when. As we all know, it can be overwhelming to search for a calming supplement for your horse. There are so many to choose from. Stress is the underlying root of fear, anxiety, overreactivity, aggression, lack of focus, inattentiveness, sulkiness, and subpar performance. The causes of stress in horses are numerous, and they include pain, anticipation of pain, immediate threat or danger, metabolic imbalances, expectations, ulcers, change of routine, travel, weather, and confinement. Here's an easy guide to choosing the right calming supplement for your horse. Powder or paste. Powdered or pelleted calmers tend to last longer in the horse's body. Paste calmers go to work more quickly, but aren't as long-lasting. Do you need a calmer for chronic stress or acute stress or both? Horses that experience chronic stress, such as being laid up and confined or who worry a lot or who struggle periodically with training, may benefit more from a powdered or pelleted calmer given daily. Horses that experience acute stress from shipping, showing, farrier work may benefit from a paste calmer given as needed. Horses that are stressed at home and then go to a show can benefit from both the daily powder and the paste calmer when competing. Common ingredients in calming supplements. Vitamin B1, thiamine. Horses produce their own B vitamins except vitamin B12 primarily from the hindgut, so deficiency in B1 is rare. However, in some horses, adding B1 helps to provide a calming influence, reducing undesirable behavior. L-tryptophan. Horses get this essential amino acid from hay and forage. Tryptophan is a precursor for the neurotransmitter serotonin. Normal serotonin metabolism begins in the GI tract and is released upon mucosal stimulation. In fact, 95% of the serotonin in the body is located in the gut and is moderated by the gut microbiota. Some researchers refer to serotonin as the happy neurochemical. I relate serotonin to the feelings of eating a good bar of chocolate. A recent study on tryptophan 
used as a calmer in horses was published in Applied Animal Behavior Science, March 2017, and was conducted by several researchers, including Temple Grandin. The study concluded that, quote, we found little evidence for the behavior or physiological cognitive effects of su- supplemental tryptophan in horses at the doses tested. However, from our results, it appears that supplementing horses with tryptophan may produce desired results only a few hours after administration, and that longer-term use may provide no additional benefit or may even have unwanted effects, end quote. This study highlights for me that L-tryptophan may be useful in a paste because it produces results in just a few hours and yet is not recommended for longer term use. So perhaps not as great a benefit to a horse in a powdered form that the horse would get every day. Another ingredient common in, in calmers is magnesium. This essential macro mineral is important for maintaining normal nerve and muscle function. Deficiency is considered rare in horses as vegetative matter is a good source of magnesium. Some horses respond well to increased magnesium supplementation, helping them relax and be less reactive. The form of magnesium is very important. Look for high chelate forms such as amino acid chelate, magnesium aspartate, or magnesium malate. Valerian. This plant is thought to support gamma-aminobutyric acid, known as GABA, an important neurotransmitter. It is one of the chemical messengers that helps reduce anxiety by blocking specific signals in the central nervous system. This provides a calming effect on the brain. However, valerian is not show safe. It is forbidden by the FEI and USEF. Inositol is related to the B vitamin family and has been used as a supplement for humans with mild depression and obsessive compulsive disorder, as well as anxiety. Inositol increases serotonin, thus increasing the sense of well-being and relaxation. Some food sources of inositol include alfalfa, whole grains, bananas, brewer's yeast, and lecithin. Biostar's calming supplements are different. Biostar's calming supplements address the mind-body stress axis. Although giving a horse a calming supplement that works on the neurotransmitters to induce calm can be effective, it does not address the root cause, stress, specifically cortisol. Biostar's equilibrium provides a patented extract of the Ayurvedic plant ashwagandha combined with foods high in magnesium. Ashwagandha regulates cortisol supports serotonin production, and balances the endocrine and circulatory systems. Equilibrium is in a convenient cookie form produced by dehydration, not high-temperature cooking, to ensure the nutrients and enzymes in the food are still active and available. Equilibrium is convenient, easy to give by hand or in meals as needed. Biostars Theracom. We refer to this supplement as Equilibrium 2.0. It is a powder, not a cookie and it addresses the brain-gut-adrenal axis. We know the GI tract is the second brain, that these two major systems are in constant communication with each other and the adrenal gland. Theracom provides gut support from the Ayurvedic plant Herataki, an undenatured whey protein. Theracom includes ashwagandha for adrenal and neurotransmitter support. An important component to the formula is casein from milk, which supports serotonin production. 
Addressing the brain gut adrenal axis for horses under stress is to address the whole horse, not just the neurotransmitters. Theracom is a great choice for daily use or can be used as needed. The paste calmers, Zen X and InZen. Horses express their stress in one of two ways, either as externalizers, bolting, lack of focus, stall walking, weaving, spookiness, or the equine version of attention deficit disorder. These horses let you know they are stressed. The internalizer horses can be withdrawn, reduced responsiveness to touch, may stand for long periods of time in the back of the stall, fear reaction to an object they haven't been afraid of before. These horses are the stoic ones. Biostar Zenex and Inzen address the differences in how horses express and experience stress. Each of these formulas allows you to customize your horse's stress rather than choosing a one-size-fits-all calming paste. Zenex is for the externalizer, providing the adaptogenic properties of red reishi mushrooms to address the brain-adrenal axis and immune system with casein for additional brain support and amino acid magnesium for muscle relaxation. Included is sunflower lecithin and medical-grade microcrystallized aloe to help coat the GI tract, support, and protect the intestinal mucosa. Inzen is for the horse that internalizes his or her stress, combining the adaptogenic qualities of red reishi mushrooms with Indian ginseng for adrenal support and to regulate cortisol plus sunflower lecithin with medical-grade microcrystallized aloe for GI tract and mucosal protection. Because they are PACE, they are fast-acting and can... Like all Biostar supplements, our PACE are made in our own facility in Gordonsville, Virginia. We produce our own products because that ensures ingredient quality, farm-to-table traceability, and good manufacturing practices. Real horses and real dogs are healthier, perform better, and recover more quickly on real food. That's why Biostar empowers horse and canine owners with 100% whole food nutrition, supplements, and feeding programs. Biostar products are made at their own certified non-GMO facility in Gordonsville, Virginia, using real food ingredients that are raw, freeze-dried, or dehydrated, never cooked, and are free from artificial flavors, colors, soy, corn, wheat, and molasses. The Biostar product line includes a wide range of whole food, horse and dog supplements, treats, and unique artisan poultices that embrace the ancient and traditional uses of clay and plants. Visit BiostarUS.com today and learn about whole foods and canine and equine nutrition so you can make the best decisions about the care and health of your horses and dogs. That's BiostarUS.com. Whole food nutrition the way nature intended. Now we're at Coffee Clatch and we ask... If your dog or cat could read a magazine, periodical, newspaper, graphic novel, what would he or she read? Patty P? Well, I have chosen a couple of my animals. Angus is who I wanted to start off with. And, well, actually, I'm, I'm going to start from the bottom. I'm going to start with Fupa, who is my rag doll. This would be a cat. Yes, she's a cat. And there actually is a magazine called the princess magazine and she would be reading it and she would be holding her nose above as she reads it thinking 
I'm so much better than this, <laughs> even still. <laughs> she, I mean, don't make any mistake. This is a beautiful, beautiful cat. And she will just, she absolutely, so I'm just going to leave it there. So she's <laughs> above all princesses. But she doesn't gotcha. want to be a queen. And she doesn't want to be a duchess. She wants to be a princess. Okay? Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Princess magazine for FUPA. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Shall I go on or do you want to go with one of yours too? Okay, so my first one is Kimasabi, my my oldest Aussie. And it would be National Geographic because he loves huh? to travel and he likes pictures. <laughs> and he, he has good pictures. <laughs> yes, yes, he does. But he's very visual, so uh, the less words, the better. So National Geographic would be his choice. Okay, good choice. There you go. And he and he really does get it for the pictures. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Patty. Okay, so for Burke, who is my other Australian Shepherd, who is incredibly comical. Everything to him is funny. He would read the National Lampoon. Bad <laughs> 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 magazine. Yeah, right. He, but it's just like everything to him is funny. It's all about being silly, enjoying life, and no matter what's going on. It could be chaos, and he's going to be finding a way to wag his little nub and <laughs> make joy out of it. Next on my list is <laughs> Wookie, another Australian shepherd. For her, it's okay. People Mag. Because oh, she has yeah, sure, for sure. <laughs> and she also wants to see if her, her, her pictures in there. Yeah. She wants to know that everybody's business. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Okay. That's very good. <laughs> so my next one I had is Catch, who is my other Australian shepherd, who is a young whole boy who is <laughs> definitely interested in gals. But he loves himself a good sport. Sports <laughs> Illustrated all the way. Swimsuit <laughs> edition. I'm just going to tell you. Yeah, yeah. He's truly, truly in it for the pictures. <laughs> Not the <yours. laughs> <laughs> He is all boy. Not in a bad way. He's a good. He's a good boy. But he's just yeah. He's all about. I've got two of that? them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay. Did you see that, Mom? No, sweetie, I did not. <laughs> Who else do you have, Big? I have Crockett, my intact mm. male. And he's mm-hmm. definitely uh, GQ and Esquire. Mm. And, you know, okay, so he's, yeah. Dressed in an Italian suit kind of guy. Okay, yeah. That's Who just funny. spent okay. four days howling because Eden is in season. And not eating oh. and howling and crying and howling and crying. Yeah. <laughs> it's so fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sounds delightful. Yeah. <laughs> well, my Who's very next? last one that I, my very, very last one is for Angus, who is my Frenchie, who is, um, well, and I don't even know if there's a magazine out there that that's named this, but if there was, it would be Sug Life. <laughs> because he's just a thug. 
So if, there, if there's not a magazine called Bug Life, there needs to be because Angus Cruci would be, he'd be buying it. Uh, he should be the ad- like on it. On, yeah, but I'm not talking like on an iPad. He wants it in his little paws. He wants to be going <laughs> through it, looking his little paw, flipping through. Going, oh yeah, I get all this. He he wants he wants the dog-eared pages. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And he's going to go back. He's going to reference it. Yeah, he's totally a thug. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that is great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, Gene, who is my other intact boy, but younger than Crockett, it's Playboy all the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And not for the article. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, his cousin... Is, is you know I'm just saying I didn't yeah. say Playboy. Well, at least it's not Hustler. I'm I'm very grateful that he has That's a true. little bit of taste. Yeah, some amount of decorum left I anyway. Was for, I was just grateful for Sports Illustrated, and it was really only the swimsuit edition. But I get it. Right. <laughs> I um, get it. Buckaroo, um, aka Mr. Schmo. It definitely Batman comics. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cute. And, oh, that's so cute. And Thunder Bear, who is the Zen Aussie of the whole group. It's a toss up between Rolling Stone magazine and High Times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's and great. Jennifer, what do you think Lori would have read? Glory the Greyhound. This is a tough one for me. I just can't imagine her reading anything. So this audible. Well, yeah, this is this is what I came up with for Glory, Mad Magazine. Okay, she wouldn't read Mad Magazine. She would only read Spy versus Spy in Mad Magazine. And if you don't know what that is, just Google Spy versus Spy Mad Magazine. That would suit her to a T. Okay, no words. Oh, that's so funny. No words. And, well, uh, if, yeah. if, if your dog or cat um, ha- has possibly interesting reading material, let us know. Send us a postcard. Biostar, 1 Cleveland Street, Gordonsville, Virginia, 22942. Thanks for listening, everyone, and thanks to our sponsor, Biostar US. You can find them online at biostarus.com. Get the Horse Radio Network phone app on iOS or Android by searching for Horse Radio Network in the App Store. It's free and easy to use. For details about today's show, go to HealthyCrittersRadio.com where you can find links, photos, and more information about our guests. As always, we love your feedback. Please follow us on Facebook under Healthy Critters Radio. Be sure to visit all the great shows on Horse Radio Network at HorseRadioNetwork.com. Love your dog. Hug your horse. Feed your chickens. Clean your litter box. Dance with your goat. Slither with your snakes. Howl at the moon. Hang with your hamster. Party with your parrot. Waddle with your walrus. Outwit your otter. Cuddle your cows. Rap with your raptor. Go chipping with your chipmunks. Forgive your fox. While hedging your hog. We also recommend that you rack with your raccoon. Gyrate with your giraffe. Meditate with a meerkat. Uber with your orangutan. Facebook with your flamingo. Ponder with your panda. Walk with your wookie. Yawn with your yak. 
Twitter with your toucan. Go raining with your reindeer. Dropbox your dragon. (laughs) 